right, so here we go. Welcome back to the yes. I think we are right now, live right now. So welcome back to the yes longevity podcast, functional longevity podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Good afternoon. My name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. Coming to you from right here in Burlington, Connecticut, on this looks like a nice Tuesday afternoon, and what's a very busy week, the week of Christmas. So. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I do appreciate you taking time to listen to what I have to say. So today's, let's see, I should talk about our housekeeping real quick. First, Christmas Eve, we're doing some private training from 6 to 7 a.m. And then from 7 to 8.30, we're going to run our amazing race, which is a competition uh, amongst the groups of classes in private sessions. And then from 8.30 on, we'll be doing our private training and we'll be running our 9.30 group exercise class. We are closed on Christmas Day and we'll be back open Monday morning, December 27th for our normally scheduled session. So there you have it. That's the only housekeeping we have. We're going to have a bunch of people um, closing in on their 50 workout challenge. So you'll see that popping up here and there. We got a, a, a handful of people ready to go, I think maybe even this week and a bunch more next week. So. The 50 workout challenge will be completed January 1st. So what I have for you today is I'm going to unveil the top seven myths you need to know about exercise. And this all came about because I was coaching three or four clients the other day and someone asked me about getting rid of the fat in the back of their arms. How come we're not doing tricep extensions? We're not doing any skull crush, any of that kind of stuff. And I said spot reduction is a myth so we started getting into other myths so I said you know what this week I'm going to just talk about some of the biggest myths about exercise that I know and I had to cap it at seven because I could just could have gone on and on and on and on I don't know any other industry with more myths than the exercise industry so the first one we're going to start with off is with myth number one is I am not working hard enough if I'm not sweating okay if I'm not sweating, I'm not working hard enough. And that couldn't be more untrue. Because it, just think about this. If I'm laying on the beach, I'm sweating. Does that mean I'm working hard? Does that mean I'm working hard? It has nothing to do with that. Sweating is an, an, an inaccurate way of measuring how hard we're working. And sweating shouldn't gauge. You shouldn't use sweating as gauging what kind of workout you're having, okay? Be sweating... It's determined by many factors, okay, and, and, and your body, such as the temperature outside, humidity, and your hydration levels, all has to do with the amount of sweating you're going to do. If you're not hydrated, you're not going to sweat. I don't care how hot it is. So sweat should not be in the equation. And what's more about that is people think the more they sweat, the more fat that they're burning. So during, like, intense cardio sessions, you may feel like your pounds are just melting off of you because you're sweating like crazy. But sadly, that is not the case. And there's research, 2008 ACSM Health and Fitness Journal, I had some research on this, and indeed, you will lose weight when you sweat, but you're losing water weight. We all know that. That makes common sense, right? You're not losing fat. The sweating is just your body's way of cooling down. It's getting um, water out to your skin 
to get the heat from the internal part of your body out onto your skin and the wind comes by and blows it off, cools off your body. So it has nothing to do with how hard your workout is. So sweating. Don't think about it anymore. It has nothing to do with the intensity and that's not how you should rate your workout. I often hear about, uh, I think it's Brickham Yoga where, wow, they'll tell me what a great workout. I sweat so much. Yeah, the, the room is super hot. You're gonna sweat, okay? If I turn the temperature up in my facility, to that heat, you would sweat in here too, and would you say that it was a great workout just because you sweat? No, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. So let's just brush that aside. No longer use sweat as a gauge as to how good your workout is. Number two, this has been around a long time. Uh, we used to have shirts about this, um, no pain, no gain, which is, when you have pain, okay, you might feel a little uncomfortable when you're working out. You might feel a little stiff the next day or two days later. That's great. That's delayed onset soreness. But to say no pain, no gain as a model is just crazy. When you have pain, that's your body telling you that you're doing something wrong. The great Mike Boyle, who is uh, one of the top strength and coaches in the country, says, if you want pain, I'll slap you in the thigh with a two-by-four. And it's true because it has nothing to do with how good a workout you had. If you're so sore, you can't sit down. You can't go up and down the stairs. Again, soreness really has nothing to do with the quality of your workout. Stiffness, a little discomfort during the workout, the next day, even two days later, is what you really should be gauging, not if you're sore. Because if you're sore, you really could end up being seriously injured. Exercise is not fun. You're doing too much too fast, and you're not going to get in shape any faster by being that sore. So just strike that one. No pain, no gain. Number two. Myth number two, down. Number three. I don't know how we're ever going to get rid of this, but sticking to all ab workouts is going to give me a six-pack. Doing crunches and sit-ups will get me my six-packs. Crunches, crunches, crunches. I can't tell you how many people come into my facility and are so excited because we never do crunches. Okay? We never do crunches because they're not good for your back, number one. And number two... Yeah, doing abdominal work is going to develop your core muscles, and it's, it's a great way. It's a great way to, to strengthen your body and improve your balance and stability and all that kind of things, but it's not going to give you a six-pack. We all have a six-pack. It's just the packaging we have over that six-pack. If you have fat on your stomach, you're not going to ever be able to see that six-pack. And doing sit-ups is only going to hurt you over time. You can see that with this, the research that's done by Dr. Stuart Gill out of Canada. Sit-ups are not good for your spine. It's not good for your body, and it will not help you get a six-pack. If you want to have a six-pack, the six-pack starts in the kitchen, okay? You have to dramatically decrease your body composition down from 10 to 12% for a male or 11 to 13% for a female. That's where it's at, and that requires strict dedication eating habits, diet, and exercise. So if you had that thick layer, it ain't ever going to happen. So just get sit-ups out of your mind. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need to do another sit-up the rest of your life. And when we don't do sit-ups in here, people celebrate it because they hate sit-ups. They don't feel good. bothers their backs. And it doesn't get them any results. So that's number three. Just stop the sit-up idea and stop the ab workouts. A half an hour abs is not going to get you a six-pack. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna do it. Okay. Number four. <sighs> stretching helps prevent injuries, and people always wonder why. Why we're not stretching? Why we're not stretching? Why are our warm-ups the way they are? 
So this might be surprising to you, especially if you grew up playing sports and team sports. We always stretch. We did a stretch routine before the games. Stretching before and after exercise isn't proven to reduce your chances of getting injured. The research's not there. Stretching is a beneficial because it prepares the muscles for movement and ease for your workout and your recovery, but research does not indicate that it will reduce injury. So think about that. When we do our warm-ups, we do some static stretching because we want to try to open up the body in some ways, like the chest because we sit all day or the hip flexors because we sit all day, but it's not really going to help you reduce injuries. What we want to do in our warm-up, we want it to be, be dynamic. We want to have very functional, dynamic stretches like lunges, leg swings, and, and move muscle movements that mimic the workout. That will help reduce the risk for injury, okay? And, and by loosening your muscles in your pre-workout, it'll make you feel nice. It'll make you feel limber, okay? Thus minimizing the chances for muscle tears or pulls. But a 2000 study in the research of sports medicine debunked the notion that stretching is going to help reduce the risk of injury, okay? It's just not there. So think about that. It's a nice way to warm up. It's going to help reduce your... Um, if you really want to be safe, you want to make sure your warm-up is increasing your blood flow. And do some stretches. It's going to help you feel better. It may help you move better, but it's not going to help you reduce the risk of injury. So that's what you want to think about. Four, stretching does not help you reduce for the risk for injury. Not to say you shouldn't do it. I think it's good, but it's not there to help you reduce the risk for injury. Number five, this is a two-part one. There's so much to this one. Strictly. Just solely doing cardio to lose weight. I gotta lose weight, so I gotta jump on that elliptical and do 45 minutes of that. Or I need to get on my treadmill and start working out of my treadmill. Or I need to start going out and running. Or I need to go walking a few times a day. What's true is you should include about 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. Longer is not better. We're just trying to increase your aerobic capacity. It's not going to transform your body in any way, shape, or form. So research shows that. I'm not going to go through all that research that shows that, but it might not be hard to believe, but it's true. But you just want to incorporate some cardio into with your strength training, into your workout. It's the strength training that's important for fat loss, okay? It's the strength training that's actually going to reshape your body. It builds muscle, it maxes, and it'll help you maximize your cardio routine. It's going to improve your metabolism. So the more muscle you have, the more calories your body burns daily and even more when you're doing cardio. So despite what you may think, spending hours on a treadmill isn't the quickest way to shed extra pounds. And so here's a little thing for the Mayo Clinic. If 3,500 calories equals about one pound of fat. So if you were out to go about one pound, one burn, if you were out to burn one pound of fat, you'll need to burn about 3,500 calories. So the average person burns about 100 calories per mile of running. So if you walk a mile, you run a mile, it's, and it's flat. Obviously, if you go on a pill, it's going to be a little more. So 100 calories per mile. So in other words, to burn one pound, you'd have to go 35 miles. That's like running a marathon, right? You have to go 35 miles to burn one pound. So does it make sense that cardio is a way to lose? It's not. It isn't. 
And if you just do cardio, you're going to lose muscle and fat. And you're most likely going to lose muscle because the body wants to catabolize that first. So if you're trying to lose some weight, weight training is the way to go. In part two of this, heavy weights are going to bulk you up. No, 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 no. Heavy weights are not going to bulk you up. And lifting weights does help you lose weight, okay? It helps you lose fat. So when it comes to losing weight, many people head straight for that darn treadmill elliptical. But if your goal is to burn some serious calories, don't avoid the weight room. That's where you need to be. So in a 2019 research done at Harvard Health Publishing, person who weighs 155 pounds burns on average 112 calories with 30 minutes weight training or 224 calories an hour. An hour weight training is a long time. I wouldn't even suggest that you do that much, okay? But it's not necessarily, well, so to keep on with that train of thought, while it's not as much as running, because in running, they might burn 298 calories for 30 minutes for a 155-pound person, it's the increase in your metabolism, so the amount of calories you burn post-workout is what we're looking at here, and that's what we have found to be the most successful, and that's what the research shows to be the most successful. So don't be concerned with getting big and bulky. Take a look at my website. Look at the pictures of my clients. Are they big and bulky? They lift weights all the time. Okay. Get some cardio in there. Make sure it's interval car training if you possibly can. And don't be afraid of getting large because it's not going to happen. To get large, if you're a woman, okay, you need to do very specific strength training. You don't have enough testosterone in your bodies. It's a very strenuous diet. It's just not going to happen. So just get that out of your mind. We're on to myth number six. This is probably one of the craziest ones there are out there, but fat, when I work out, I turn f muscle into fat. And then I can turn fat into muscle. You can burn fat and build muscle, just like you can gain fat and lose muscle. So make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about this. Fat and muscle are two different things. They're two different tissues. So you can't change one into the other. It's like trying, you, you can't change an apple into an orange. An apple is an apple, an orange is an orange. And muscle is muscle fiber, tissues, fat is tissue. That's the way it is. You can build muscle, you can lose muscle, you can gain fat, you can lose fat, but they don't, you can't change one into the other. Which leads me into like part two of this. Muscle weighs more than fat. That muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. One pound of fat is one pound. One pound of muscle is one pound of muscle. A pound is a pound. They equal. They're a pound. The difference is that muscle is much more dense. It's smaller. That's why there's times where people will have very little scale weight, but they'll go down to dress sizes because they lost fat and they gained muscle and that muscle is tight, it's tight, it's, it's, it's much more dense than the flabby muscle. So muscle does not weigh more than fat. Muscle and fat are equal in weight. A pound is a pound, but the muscle is more dense. So it's smaller, it takes up less space. Think about that. And number seven, and this is what we discussed that day, in the day when we were in the other room. Spot training or spot reduction help me lose fat in a specific area of my body. 
wouldn't that be a great thing? Spot training, where we, spot reduction is the idea that you can burn fat cells in a specific area of your body by working out that spot heavily, okay? The notion is that maybe if I do uh, a thousand sit-ups, I'm going to have less fat on my stomach. We just talked about sit-ups. It's not going to happen. If I do a thousand squats, it's going to get rid of the fat on my legs. If, if I do a thousand kickbacks, it's going to get rid of the fat on the back of my arm because I'm going to spot reduce those calories, right? Pardon me, those, those fat cells. Well, all the way back in 1983, University of Massachusetts um, re published a study that had 5,000, that participants do 5,000 sit-ups over the course of 27 days, and there was absolutely no significant change in the subject's body weight or body fat at the end of that study. The research just shows that. It's, it's not going to happen. You can't make the body spot reduce. When we're born, we're born with a certain amount of fat cells. We might gain more fat cells um, as we go through puberty, but we have the same amount of fat cells. Fat cells get bigger and smaller. So what you need to do is you need to take care of your nutrition. That is number one, and you need to do strength training. If, if you're trying to reduce the fat on the back of your arm, what they call the bat wing, right? And, and if you do too many tricep kickbacks, you're going to get the muscle bigger and push it out even more. So it's going to look even fatter because you didn't get rid of fat, so. That's the thing about it, you can't spot reduce. And we've been talking about that for, I don't know, 15, 20 years now, so. In the exercise industry, it is so hard to overcome this. It's, it's incredible, I, again, I don't know any industry that has these type of myths that just can't be overcome, like the sit-up thing. Just stop, stop doing sit-ups. So let's go back, we're just gonna review them real quick. Myth number one. If I'm not working out, if I'm not working up a sweat, I'm not working out hard enough. Complete myth. To burn more calories, if the more I sweat, the more fat you'll burn. Myth. Absolute myth. Number two, no pain, no gain. Hey, just the body's telling you something's wrong if you're in pain, so don't do it. Number three, sticking to ab workouts will give me a six-pack. Doing crunches and sit-ups will give me a six-pack. Wrong, absolutely wrong. Six pack starts in the kitchen. That's where it starts. How you number four? Stretching helps prevent injuries. Stretching is great for your body. It can, you know, make you move better and feel better, but it's not going to stop injuries. Number five. This is a two part one. Sticking slowly, solely to cardio for weight loss. I need to lose weight, I need to do cardio, that's the very first thing I need to do, and I need to do a lot of it. Complete myth, you need to do strength training, which brings us on to part two of that. Myth five, heavy weights will make you big and bulky. Lifting does not help me lose weight. Both are myths. Strength training is the number one thing you should do if you're trying to ch change your body composition, if you're trying to tighten your body up, get thinner. And two, you're not gonna be able to lift enough weights to bulk yourself up. And uh, quite honestly, once we start to age 50, we prescribe only two times a week for people to lift weights, male and female. You don't get more out of that third day as we get a little bit older. Myth number six is fat can turn into muscle and muscle can turn into fat. Different tissue fibers, you can't change an apple into an orange, which also leads to the fact that muscle does not weigh more than fat. Muscle is more dense than fat. A pound of muscle, a pound of fat, they weigh the same. It's just muscle is going to take up less space because it's more dense. And number seven, why this all came about, 
is spot reduction can help me lose fat in a specific area of the body. Just false, not going to happen. Don't try it. All you're going to do is make that muscle bigger, and the next thing you know, your arm will look bigger than it did before you're doing those exercises. So there you go. There's our myths. I want to say thank you, everyone, for watching today. I hope this helped you out a little bit. Maybe you've heard some of these before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you don't believe in any of them. Maybe you believe in all of them, and now hopefully you don't believe in any of them because it is the God's honest truth. The research shows all that kind of stuff. And I, from here, I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Um, happy Hanukkah. I think I think it's already occurred, Hanukkah. Whatever the thing is, happy holidays. Enjoy your family. Everyone have safe travels. And uh, I will see you again next week at 3.30 where I'm going to give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.